0: How you going? Good? Oh, yeah, anyway, I've got this side. Um, excuse my cough. I think it seems like there's a lot of sick people at the moment. We're all just sharing and caring, which is good. Um, tonight, um, I've got something special to talk about. And, um, it's about the the, the new uh, direction or vision, I guess, for, for the youth ministry of Black East Baptist Church. And, um... You might be thinking, you know, why why uh, use this place to be able to do that? But I think it's a really cool cool place, uh, the pulpit, um, to talk about this um, because youth ministry is a real, it's a community effort and, and it, it doesn't, something that I've learned, the longer I use, uh, work in youth ministry, I realise it's not just about youth. <laughs> it's a, a community effort. There's young people, there's old people, there's so many different... Um, in-betweens of that and, and it takes the whole uh, community to be able to have a, a great and fruitful youth ministry uh, and a healthy youth ministry comes from a healthy church so it's really cool that you guys can partake in um, what we're doing and we need you we need your prayer and we need your support, your support and, and we just need uh, your blessing I guess to be able to continue to do what we do and I want everyone to feel a part of the youth ministry here. And I think that's something special about this church is that we we do um, share uh, so much together. And um, and youth ministry is important. If you it's just um, looking at, at Luke and trying to find Jesus youth ministry, and and there's not much about Jesus before he was kind of thirty in his. Um, kind of public ministry started but there is there is stuff and and about age 12 you know year 7 um there's some cool stuff and, and it says that uh jesus grew in wisdom in stature and in favor with god and men and that's what between kind of that last little story that we hear and then kind of john the baptist jesus grew in wisdom stature in favor with god and men. so he, he grew in wisdom in knowledge. In knowing the passages. He, he he learnt those passages that he would quote to the Pharisees. He he was God and man, but he he, he learned, you know. Um, and he grew in stature, he grew physically, um, and he grew in favor with God, so he grew spiritually, um, and learnt his father's voice, and then he and he grew um, in favor with men, so socially. So that's what I guess we want to do, um, for our young people has helped them to grow holistically in all those areas and including myself and our leaders where we're all growing too. So that's why I think it's really, youth ministry is so important and, it, and this is a cool place to talk about it. Um, so this, this vision um, that, it, it came about um, through a kind of series and a, and a journey and, and um, but I remember when I used to live in um, Springwood in 2009 in the Bible Belt, um, I used to live down there and um, I remember Blackheath was like, seemed to be this far off, distant kind of land. It's almost like magical place. No one ever visited or they might pass through and had kind of this weird flower or tree that I could, you know, that I'd heard about. And, um, but I think I lived there for a year and I visited Blackheath once and I went to um, Clarendon Dam. That Clarence, Clarence. Clarendon, that's the yeah, um, Clarence Dam, and but we kind of had fish and chips here, I think, and I, I don't really remember much about it. But it was this kind of like far off, distant land in the in the hills. And as you you guys know, and I've I learnt as a local is is that no one wants to come up to us, but we drive everywhere, you know, all over the place. Um, and then I visited a few years ago, and um, it was a bit weird because I was kind of like wandering around, and leaders are probably going, oh, "Who's this dude?" and I kind of walked. I kind of drove up through the the fog and the mist and entered this beautiful land. And um, and then I kind of over the railway crossing and here and chatted to Brad. And then I kind of walked down and then there was all these like cool young people running around, crash tackling each other, dragging each other across the dirt. Um, and leaders too. And um, and there was these leaders that were like getting in and having fun and loving these kids. And then. And then that kind of uh, finished, and then I walked through these front doors, and then there's just this beautiful, amazing, vibrant, passionate, Jesus-loving community. And I was just like, wow, where does this come from? You know, like, drive up the top of this hill, and boom, it's here. And um, and now God has given me a, a new family, um, new friends. He's shown me his heart for his people up here, I believe, Um and I've heard the hearts of many people up here too, and what they want to see, see God do, and in their lives and their their friends and families' lives. And and through His His Word and Revelation, um, I believe like a new vision has been born. And and it's through it's through all this and chatting to leaders and and youth and elders and pastors and friends and mentors, and that um, I believe God's taking us somewhere really cool. Um, So we actually have a new name. It's no longer Impact Youth, and um, Impact has been great and has served the kids well. And um, and um, come on, the suspense is killing us. Uh, we're now Light Hill Youth, Light Hill Youth and Young Adults. And um, bear with me. Uh, I'm really excited to share this this vision, and Mark's worked on the logo, and I think it's really cool. And that photo taken off his iPhone, which is pretty cool. Um, but it comes from um, Matthew 5:14. Um, so we have a vision and, and a mission statement. Oh, you might have to click; it's not really working for me. Um, so the vision is to be a beacon of light, a hope to the world, and our mission kind of statement is restore. Uh, raise and release. Um, so the vision is kind of, comes from uh, Matthew five fourteen, which says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And that comes from, uh, yeah, Matthew 5, and it's just after the Beatitudes. So it's not just a verse kind of plucked out of thin air. It's kind of birthed from this, this um, theme of, of um, being salt and being light and being meek and merciful and then it talks about being insulted but when we're insulted we can rejoice uh, because of our, our destiny in heaven so it comes from a place of like surrender and humility and I remember looking at the Beatitudes and I was at a youth pastors retreat and and after chatting to people like some people were having a hard time and, and it's sometimes it's it's really difficult and I realised it didn't say you know blessed are the program makers they will. Well, blessed are the extroverts, for well, they. Were, or blessed are the dudes that are really good at games. That it was just blessed are the, are the the meek and the the people that mourn. And I I kind of felt that. And and so it's birthed from a place of like really like humility and surrender to God. Um, and it also came out of this this kind of physical reality of where we are. We're we're on top of a mountain, right? We're on top of a, a hill or. What is it, a plateau or has it got a special tableland? I don't know. I don't think it's an actual mountain. All those photos that I was given a mark, it's like northern Canada, I think I was giving him. Um, so we're up on this hill, right? Um, and me- mountains and hills are used as metaphors and images all throughout the, the Bible, which is really cool. So um, in Isaiah, I'm going to click through. Um, I mean Isaiah fifty-five twelve, um, it says this uh, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. And then Joel three, seventeen it says, Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. So Jerusalem will be holy. And strangers will pass through it no more. And Psalm 72, 3, which I love, and I, I believe this is a, a word for us, is that let the mountains bring peace to the people and the hills in righteousness. How beautiful is that? How cool. And we see Moses up on the hill as the Israelites fought Amalek, praising God, lifting up the staff which represented God's presence, Right? And we see Moses experience up on the mountain, Mount Sinai, experiencing God falling flat on his face. We see Jesus' transfiguration up on the, on the mountain. We also see him um, preach the, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and we also see Jesus carry and drag a cross up onto a mountain called Golgotha and, and die for our sins and our debt, and pay that price so that we can have life and serve Him. So there's this, lots of images in the Bible about mountains and, and what that means. Now, I don't, I don't believe that we have some special power kind of being here, situated here, as opposed to, you know, Ketuma or, you know, this I don't believe, no, I'm not saying that. Um, but I do believe that God has chosen this place to do something great in this season, and in a time when, when churches are I don't statistically they're not really growing or booming um, people aren't really interested in church anymore God has chosen to use this place for a good work we have a great youth ministry and we have a, many other great youth ministries and I really believe and, and I, I knew that as soon as I walked in, walked in here that God is doing something great with you and it's, it's really cool But the thing is that God, uh, the images of the mountains are used all through the the Bible, but for thousands of years, uh, demonic powers and Satan and and pagans have been trying to claim the higher ground too. In in Hosea 4.13, says they sacrifice on the mountaintops and burn offering on the hills, talking about the pagans. And you you guys who have lived here for a long time have probably experienced some of the the heaviness of that that spiritual reality that happens in the upper mountains, we know that during the magic festival that people who pray to other spiritual beings and, and uh, witchcraft and witches and all this kind of stuff they meet on the mountains and they they ask for powers and stuff to speak of the lives of the community for for centuries um Pagan rituals have been happening on the mountaintops. So we we need to be staying in prayer and, and um, submitting to God and, and knowing that, yes, God will use this place, but we have an enemy as well, and we need protection from the enemy. But God is using Blackheath Baptist Church to be a light in this dark place and in the lives of many. I love how we have a lot of young people jump on... I so, uh, jump on trains in Lithgow and Katoomba and they kind of come and they they meet up in the middle and I believe that they want to experience this light and it's not just to do with this area or but it's it's this community and and I think that's what the Light Hill movement represents and that's what it is it's it's not a ministry it's a movement and that's that's kind of what we need is it is a movement Uh because we sometimes we've got ministries coming out of our ears, but we need we need movements of, of light and of hope. So that's the that's the vision, and, and now we come to uh, the mission, um, which is restore, raise, and release. I remember when I was a kid, um, my parents' one of their sayings was, "Do what you're told and do it straight away." Has any, does anyone else ever? Is that a unique thing or did parents ever say, do what you're told and do it straight away? And then like sometimes when um, my brother would be getting in trouble and talk about, Nick, do what you're told and do it straight away, the brothers would kind of get in on it too, which would really pee um, each other off. Um, but that was the kind of the saying. And um, and then the, I think the worst thing was when that's, dad would say, do what you're told and do it straight away. But uh, ah, no, but he, ah, uh, you know? Nah, and then he's just like, oh, I could explode right now. Like, and then, nah but he, uh, one more out of you, you get smacked or you go room, whatever. Oh. And then you're like, you just like, he needs to know how I'm feeling, what's going on. And then, but it's just like, no, nah, you have to submit and just go off, do what I'm told, do it straight away. I think I almost said that to a youth one day. And I was like, oh, hang on, dad's coming out at me. Um, but that's kind of. I think what we do with making disciples, and this is what this um, mission comes from, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which says, "'And Jesus came to them and said, "'All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me.'" Oh, go back, sorry. Um, "'Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son "'and of the Holy Spirit, "'and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. "'And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age.'" So that was a command by Jesus to make disciples. Um, and I think sometimes we do that like with our earthly parents. We do it, told, do it straight. Yeah, we we'll do it. But with Jesus, we kind of feel like we can waver from that sometimes. And this clip that I'm just about to show, it's got sound, so um, is by Francis Chan, and he kind of illustrates it uh, really well.
1: When I was a kid, we used to play this game called Simon Says, right? Most of us have played that unless you're really young because there's no app for it. it, it, it Simon Says is, uh, you know, you just, Simon Says, pat your head, you know, so okay, you know, Simon said it. Um, it's just, it was a very simple game, but it's so weird how in the church, Jesus Says is a totally different game. If Jesus says something, you don't have to do it, you just have to memorize it. you you study it, you memorize it. You guys, it it doesn't make any sense. A lot of the things we do, when he tells us to go out and make disciples, and how many people in our churches are actually making disciples? They memorized it. You know, when I tell my daughter, hey, hey, Rach, go clean your room. She doesn't come back to me two hours later and go, I memorized what you said. (laughs) You said, Rach, go clean your room. I can say it in Greek. (laughs) My friends are going to come over and we're going to have a study on what it would look like if I cleaned my room. (laughs) She knows better than that. And so why do we think we're going to come before the judge one day and quote everything that he said? talk about how much we know. It's just its just this black and white stuff. If I just started with Scripture, I'd go, here's what I would do. I'd start making disciples.
0: Yeah, our mission uh, here in this Light Hill movement is to restore, to raise, and release people into their God-given destiny. And we just want to do it. Uh, we, d- we don't want to just talk about it uh, we want to learn what it means to be disciples and to make disciples. And that's why it's the mission. And it's all our mission. It's given to all of us. This this mission isn't unique or I haven't come up with it or you know, did some R words to make it easy to remember, but this is to all of us. This is the great commission that Jesus gave to us before he left. So it's for all of us. And I can't stress to you enough that, that making disciples is it's not an option. It, it's not a, a program or, or a ministry, or it's not a spiritual gift. It's actually a calling, and it's a command by Jesus, and it's a, it's an identity that we are disciples. There's no such thing as a disciple who doesn't make disciples, because that's what a disciple is. Well, I had a bit of a beat to it. <laughs> that's what disciples are we make disciples so that is our mission and so um, restore um, uh, and then the next slide Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.17 I'm just going to explain the restore, raise and release Um, it says therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here Uh, James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Matthew 11.28 says, Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I just think those passages are so cool and so clear about restoring. We, We want to be a a movement that allows people and young people to come as they are to be broken. And that's for anyone, broken, insecure, insecure, bitter, angry, that they can come to this community and that we don't try and change them. We don't try and make them fit in, but they can come as they are and they can find restoration through the gospel of Jesus. That's what we try and achieve it on our Friday nights, that... Anyone is invited if you're in high school. Anyone is invited. And we pray that through that community, through the games and the laughter and the prayer and the, the messages that somehow their identity can be restored to, to God, what God tells them they are. And so we pray that uh, through this, this movement that people may f- um, be restored. Uh, the next one is that we want to raise people up. You know, Jesus gave his disciples many opportunities to grow. In the, three year, in the kind of three years that Jesus chose to do his public ministry, you know, most of it was uh, with his disciples. I'd imagine that most of us, if we wanted to start a worldwide movement, right, you'd probably just try and get on the most TV shows or or news programs or try and just get the word out as quick as possible. We probably wouldn't just sit down with a bunch of, blokes for three years and just kind of sew our guts into them. But that's what Jesus did. He, he raised up disciples to be able to spread the word. Um, in Ephesians um, 14, 11 to 14 says this, <coughs> So Christ gave, uh, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. You know, we want to be a a ministry or a movement that is constantly looking at the next generation, taking our eyes off ourselves and looking, who's going to take over? Who's going to lead this? You know, we don't want to um, see... I don't want to see people in the same roles for 10, for 20, 30 years. We want to constantly be... Transitioning young people into leadership, letting them grow, and then releasing them into into whatever God has for them. It's so exciting, you know. At, at um, Light Hill Youth, uh, we're moving into a transitional youth ministry that provides young people opportunity to serve and to grow. So, so as leaders, we are now trying to step aside a little and let our young people serve. The, the kind of older young, um, the older youth, let them serve. Um, and be beside them and champion them and raise them up and let them gain that experience and and, and maturity. And so you might see more young people up here or or praying or, or whatever that, that may be. But we want to raise our young people up. And I think because in, in Black East too, um, a lot of youth ministries have uh, universities around them or they've got... Be able to pull lots of young young adults for ministry, but but up here we I believe we have the blessing of having such a diverse leadership team of tradies and power plant workers and um, all sorts of different people. Like it's not just young adults; it's it's young and old. But but I believe that we're not always going to be able to pull kind of outsourced leaders in that. So we want to grow our own. We want to. Make young leaders out of you, youth started here tonight. We want to grow our our leaders, which is really exciting. And then uh, release. Um, we want to release people uh, into their leadership or giftedness or whatever it is. You know, in uh, yeah, go back. Um, in Matthew ten, Jesus sends out the twelve. He raises them up and sends them out. And uh, Luke ten uh, also, Jesus sends out uh, the seventy-two, and he sends them out. Gives them direction and sends them out. In Matthew 14, Jesus gets the disciples to feed the masses, which we heard from Dan. Um, Jesus gets them to carry it around, you know, giving them opportunity to serve and to be part of the kingdom. And obviously in Matthew 28, he sends them out and us to make disciples. He releases us in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus' blood to be able to continue to make disciples. So throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus restores, raises, and releases people. And I believe uh, my role here is to help the church be the church. It's nothing real special. And it's, it's to try and raise up uh, leaders and young people and release them into their destiny. And, and that's for me, it's sowing um, my guts out into a few so that they can sow into many. That's what I believe. Part of my role here is at East Baptist. Um, so you might be asking, so how are we going to do all that—that that vision, that mission—and and how are we going to do it? Is through kingdom outposts, right? Um, so often Friday night is the the main thing in the, as youth ministry, and I, I've been in youth ministry for a while now, or a few years, and and often it is kind of revolves around the Friday night, and we want to transition to just to acknowledging that Friday night serves as a purpose. It's a, it's a program, which programs are good, but it serves the vision and the mission. The same with uh, Sunday night service. Uh, we have a leaders retreat, Cafe Church, Next Gen, which will be a, like a student leadership team. Things like youth band, schools and ministries and youth camp, they're all activities or programs that help serve the vision and the mission. And um, so on a Friday night, right, you might see us with our faces in cream looking for M&Ms. We might see Dan the man walking around playing a ukulele whilst wearing a sombrero. Uh, you might see youth modelling their beautiful newspaper dresses, which I think Isaac might have won. Um, and we choose to have fun, right? We value fun. We, we have high fun and we have high faith. You know, Friday night might be the one moment in someone's week where they just get to experience joy or, or this, this light of salvation. Or they might be heard or listened to or just have a laugh. And that's what we want to provide and that they can be restored through that. And it's also an open door, right, to the, to the community that is centered on Christ and people who value them we're asking them to come you know. but also you'll find leaders meeting beforehand on a Friday night to pray and to learn about discipleship and, and to exchange ideas you'll see the youth at the end of the night meeting together to catch up and talk about what God is or isn't doing in their lives I'm, I'm praying that you'll be able to see people being restored raised and released through this movement you know, but this is just one program, right, that helps us achieve our vision and mission. And it's the same with all our, our church programs, you know. Um, often often we um, serve the programs and that's how we can get burnt out or we lose passion. But when the programs, they serve God, that's when fruit can really um, multiply. You know, youth band isn't just a bunch of Uh, you know, rat bag teams making noise. Um, But it's an opportunity to allow young people to serve their church community, to serve you guys, to grow in faith and giftedness, to raise and train up younger people to know what it means to worship God through music. How exciting is that? It's not just a random kind of thing that happens. It's a a cool thing that makes disciples. And um, lastly, but kind of most importantly, is that we function off kingdom values? It's all centered around kingdom values. Um, the the reason why I've used kingdom outposts and kingdom values is that because everything comes under the kingdom of God. You know, before we meet Jesus, we have a we have a kingdom that we try and reign and rule over, and then we give that kingdom to God, and He, he provides us with a new ruler and a new kingdom. But every if you look at Jesus, He so many times he mentions the kingdom of God, so it all comes under the kingdom. Um, I won't go into detail about all these because we're going to run over them over a few weeks. But it just really means that we we present the we want to present the gospel super clearly every week, so that if a young person comes into our community for a short period of time and they leave, that they know what the gospel is in a in a world that kind of twists it. And and lies about it, and says, you know, your truth is your truth, mine's mine. We we want to show show and teach our young people what the gospel is, so that when they do their own thing, that they either choose to go against that, or they choose to grab it and live their lives for that gospel. But that's it's a value that we believe in. Um, we want to demonstrate our faith. You know, where that means going out in the com- community and serving, or. Or just demonstrating our faith on a Friday night, or, or whatever that is, we want it to be our faith to be tangible. Um, discipleship imitated. We obviously want to make discipleship a, a main focus to us. That and it imitated like it, it's um, Christ. Or Paul, Paul asks that we imitate him as he imitates Christ. It's this ongoing cycle, I guess, of discipleship. We want to be mission activated. We value that we're all actually missionaries, that, that we're all sent ones. A missionary is someone who is sent. And Christ says, go, make disciples. So we are all sent ones. So we want to be a people that are, whether we go grab a coffee, that we know we're sent ones and we're walking um, as kingdom agents like in our mission field, constantly look, looking for opportunities to love, to serve and and to possibly share Jesus. And lastly, that we're, community orientated that this all happens within this beautiful community that God's creating so that's that's the light hill um, next slide It's light hill youth and it's it's kind of it's light hill youth and young adults because it it involves everyone and and um I just want to finish here um you know you might on two things firstly you might be wondering how you can support this Um, You might not be involved on a Friday night or in other youth areas, but i would ask you that you you welcome our young people at our night services and that you talk to them and you say hi and you let them know that they are welcome in this place. Um, Maybe you could say hi to them when you see them out and about. Get to know their names. I know our young guys really value that. I value that. You might want to help financially support them um, with our camps or you just pray for our young people. We want to grow in prayer. Um, See your community as a mission field that you can love, can support, can learn from, engage in and and be a light in. And ask our leaders how they are going and and how you can pray for them. And actually right now um, (coughs) want to ask our youth leaders to stand up there's a few missing. I know some are a bit shy, but um, up the back, come on, you guys up the corner. So these are our youth leaders. There's a lot. There's a lot more that aren't here, uh, and they they serve our young people every week. And I just want to um, acknowledge their work right now. And like, they they make this happen, and they serve their guts out. They're frantically packing up their jobs and throwing things in their cars on a Friday night or racing up the mountains with pizzas in one hand and things like that, just to, to be there and to serve these young people. So can we give them a hand for like all the, that they do? Thanks. You grab a seat. Um, so pray for these guys. Talk to them. Say, how's it going? Um, and ask, yeah, how they're going. Um, and secondly, is your faith activated are you feeling um, (coughs) I guess directionless or without a strong sense of mission in your life are you feeling like you've got nothing to give whether it's in youth ministry or just as a Christian are you struggling to feel like you've got something to give Um, or maybe you want to make a commitment to Jesus tonight to commit to his mission uh, in your life. You know, Jesus has a mission. And it's we get on board with his mission. We don't try and come up with our own. You know, he wants to give you direction and purpose and he wants to take your burden off and give you a new calling. I want us to be like a community that every day we're just moment by moment um, just deep into the kingdom of God, knowing that we are serving Him in every moment. Like, going to community events, um, making a... where you get a coffee the same place every morning, and know their names, or... Um, I think Blackheath makes that easy, because they all, our community is already doing that. These guys at the Waddle knew my name after a few months. I don't even know all theirs yet. Um, but, like... want us to be excited about I loved having some of our youth boys over on Thursday night, they almost absolutely like destroyed the place with full balls throwing them and Ben got one in the neck anyway um, but we like had a ball and and it was just fun and and like and I just want us to be that community that is looking for ways to, to love each other, to serve each other to hang out, to want to hang out to want to know each other and and I love getting to know these guys, and, and I love to be able to see like people from our church community daily. So that's that's the light hill hill movement, I guess. So so if if you're that that second person that you're feeling, I guess, directionless, because this this message is about everyone. We all have a, have a mission um, to partake in, which is. Make disciples who make disciples, right? And we're all disciples and we're, we're trying to just do our best, right, to learn what that means. So if you're here tonight feeling, you don't know where you fit in, in, in Blackheath Baptist Church or or you don't know just in your personal life who you should be reaching out to or anything like that or you're just feeling just directionless, I'm going to ask you to stand up so we can pray for you because I want to I want us to activate faith and, and activating but like activating mission means we've got to do something, right? So we might need to stand up, which is—it's hard to do, but it's a tangible thing that shows God and each other and, and ourselves that that we believe this. Or maybe you want to commit to Jesus tonight and say, "Yep, your mission is my mission. I just want to serve you, God. I want to know that when I wake up in the morning, that you got my back, and that you're going to give me opportunities." today to serve you and to love you and to serve my friends and my community um, and that just means that that when I'm praying for you tonight that and when you stand up that you just confess your sins to God tonight and you ask that he forgive you and that, that you ask him um, to give you a new heart and a new life so that you can serve him so if, if that's anyone tonight um, can I just ask you to stand and maybe mark could um, come up now and but yeah if that's any of you you want to be activating faith like, could you just um stand up now there's a few of you maybe and if anyone um st- uh, stands up could a couple of you guys just come around and just lay hands on these people who want to live every day for jesus and as i just pray which is really exciting Uh, Lord, I just thank you for, for your word, God, that it teaches us so much and it makes our lives have purpose and meaning, God, and we just can come back to your word constantly time and time again. God, we ask that, that uh, our mission becomes your mission, God, that we're not wandering uh, aimlessly looking for things to do, God, but we can know that because that we are saved and because we are your children, automatically, God, you have a plan and a purpose for us. But I don't want to condemn anyone or shame anyone, God. We're all just doing our best to um, to learn what it means to be a disciple and to grow as a disciple, God. But I just pray tonight for these people standing up, Lord, that you just give them a new purpose, a new vision, a new, new hope, God, especially in our church community when we're looking for people to, to serve in different areas, God, that, that you make it really clear on their heart, where they are they need to step into God and, and if there's people here tonight that just want to know how they can go through school serving you God or be a missionary in their workplace God or or at their gym or wherever that is God that, that I pray that, that you speak to them clearly tonight that you give them a new hope a new future and a new life God and that you you fill them with your spirit Lord and I just surrender this, this youth ministry to you, God. I ask that you have your way, Lord. Help us to surrender and submit, submit to you uh, tonight, God. And, Lord, we want to see fruit, fruit that lasts. We know that um, in John fifteen, it talks about the vine, and that the only way to have fruit and fruit that lasts is to be just so grounded and attached to you, our, our King. So we just pray, Lord, that we can stay grafted into you, Lord, that we can abide in you and can remain in you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.